So God, however you work to bring each of us here today, we say thank you. We say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome in our lives and have your way. God, I pray that you will anoint my words, that you'll speak to me and then you'll speak through me. Speak to your sons and your daughters today, God. Remind them that you are a God of miracles. You are a God who's real and alive. And that you live within each of us. David, just with the, with the voices, can we sing that chorus again? I just encourage you, I, I can't sing. Don't be afraid if you can't sing. <laughs> but can we just as a family sing this chorus, that one thing, without him, we're nothing. Just encourage you, step out in faith right now, encourage. So now everything I have means nothing. Jesus, if you're not my one, everything's in me. So Thank you, Jesus. Come on, God. Sing it to him. Jesus, if you're not my one, everything to me right now. All I need is you right now. I feel like there's people here right now tonight, and you, you, a friend brought you, you came, you didn't know what this place was. But you're here, and God's showing you, reminding you that he is real, and he's fighting for your life. That you weren't born in an accident, you weren't a mistake, that there's a plan and purpose to your life. And God's reminding you that you exist because he exists. And he's living and active within your heart and your life. So God, I just pray that you would speak to us, Father. Remind us that you are real. Remind us that you are alive. Remind us why we believe in you, Jesus. That you're not a hoax. You're not a, a tall tale. You're not just a legend, but you are real. You walked and lived on this earth, and you still live today in and through us. God, there's a generation of warriors that you are rising up. That's why some of us just, just love to compete in sports. We love to get on the football field. We live, love to get in the weight room. Because there was something made in us to compete and strive and conquer. And Jesus says, you are more than conquerors. But the real, the real fight is not against other people. It's not against um, things in this world, but it's against the enemy of darkness. And he comes and he tries to lie and steal and distract us. But God says, there's more to life than that. Who will answer the call? Who will listen to my wisdom? Who will listen to my words? I promise you, if you do, I will take you on an adventure that you will never forget. So, Father, I thank you that you are awakening souls. You are awakening my heart. You're saying I'm done with the mundane. I'm done for living of the things that have constantly failed me my whole life. I say I want more. So come and fill us, God. Thank you that you are faithful and real in here. In Jesus' name we pray. is alive and exists right now because of their faithfulness. I'm going to get choked up. And uh, I've, been, I've, been, I've been begging them to come all last semester, and they wouldn't. It was cool. Like I was getting ready for a live, and I felt like the Lord just spoke to me. He's like, alive 
is active and real and living because of them. And because of what they endured and fought for. And when everyone said, just give up, leave, let the ministry die, they didn't. Because they stood on the promises that the Lord gave them. And I literally am here right now and have this job because of their faithfulness and them calling me in Guatemala and making me apply for it. And uh, I'm so thankful for them. So, guys, we love you. We invite you and thank you. Man, it has been an awesome break. I see so many new faces. All right, I'm going to take this off. They, they asked. Check, check. We good? All right, cool. Um, it has been an awesome break. Uh, I got to go home to Ohio for a week. Haven't been home since the summer. And, uh, man, that was awesome to see friends and family. Um, definitely miss you guys. Champagne is boring when there's no college students here. I realized that, man, I thought it's a popping place, but you guys make it pop. So when you guys leave, it's kind of boring. Sorry for anyone who grew up in Champaign. Um, <laughs> but, uh, man, we missed you guys. There's so many new faces. I, I hate doing this, but I'm gonna. Can you just give me a uh, raise your hand if this is your first time here tonight? Dude, amen. Man, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for checking us out. Um, if you guys, make sure you get one of those Alive cards. Look us up on the Facebook page uh, that you can text Alive to 68398. That's just a way to stay connected, guys, so you know what we're doing. We really want to be a family and a community that does things on the weekends, that does fun things, that provides opportunities to do cool things instead of going to Redline and, and doing what a lot of, you know, people do. And uh, that's okay if you do that. So Jesus still loves you. Um, <laughs> he loved me. I didn't go to Redline, but I went to places like that. And so I grew up and wanted to do better things. So, um, no, uh, but seriously, guys, we, we want to be a family. We want to do this thing together. And uh, for those of you who are new, we really looked at this, this revelation last semester that we can't know what our purpose is in life as if we don't know who we are in life. And we can't know who we are in life if we haven't really experienced to know who our father is. You know, I went to Bowling Green, a big, big college uh, in Ohio, huge party, and again, kind of always, what is my purpose? Who am I? You know, you come to college, you look for that boy, that girl to fulfill you, that frat, that sorority, that, that, that football team, whatever it is. I played football. I love football. Um, and, and those things are all good. But what really gives us our purpose in life? But we can't know what our purpose is if we don't know who we are. We can't know who we are if we've experienced who our father is. If we don't know where we come from, how can we know who we are? So it was, it was an awesome time. We did awesome things happened last semester. But this semester, as I've been really praying about what the Lord wants us to speak on, I feel like he, he's, he said, why do we believe? You know, so this picture's going to be up here. Why do we believe in Jesus? And maybe some of you are here, well, dude, I don't know if I believe in Jesus. And amen, thanks for coming. Like, but why do we believe? Because, like, when you walk in this thing for a while, you can get used to, like, oh, I go to church because everyone, you, you know, my parents made me go to church. Or you can do this and this. And, but if it's not real to you, then what's the point? And that's I love that song, man. If it's not real to our hearts, if he's not our one thing, then, then why are we doing this thing? And, and so we're going to look through the book of John this semester. And it was really cool because we did a lot of topical preaching last semester. But this semester, we're going to go through the book of John, the whole book. Uh, I mean, not every verse, but we're going to read, you know, through the book of John, looking at the miracles of Jesus. And, and when we talk about miracles, you know, some of you might think, well, what is a miracle? And, and really for me, this is kind of my own definition, but it's a unique, extra, extraordinary, uncommon, supernatural act that points us to Jesus, that reminds us of his kingdom and his majesty. 
You know, maybe that's raising someone from the dead. Maybe, maybe that's uh, a miraculous healing taking place. Maybe that's someone telling the truth in a hard situation and doing the right thing, standing up for someone when no one else will stand up for them. You know, a miracle happened in my life this, this, past, uh, this past couple of weeks when we, we went to Passion. There was 19 of us that went to Passion. Uh, it's a conference with 40,000 uh, 40, college students down in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to do this every year. So for those of you who missed out, look for us next year. And uh, there was an awesome girl. She's here tonight. Uh, her name's Lauren. Lauren, where are you at? You here? Did you run out? You want to come up here real quick? Come on up. Can you give Lauren a hand of applause? She, she thought I forgot, but I didn't. Man, I'm just so proud of her, and she is a real-life living miracle. Um, Trevor, for, for those of you who remember the dude that I met at Red Line that night, and the Lord has just lit this dude's heart up. There's probably literally 20 people here tonight because of him. And um, he, you know, he was, he was asking Lauren, Lauren, come to, come to Passion with us. Lauren had only been alive twice. Uh, she's on a soccer team here at U of I. And, and uh, she, she finally, she was down there for soccer, and she was kind of, you know, I don't know if I want to go to this thing. I'm kind of new to this thing. But Trev just didn't give up, right? He's a golfer, and he's, man, he's just persistent. And, uh, and, you know, so she came. And at the conference, you know, I look over one, one time, and she just has tears. And, uh. She just, she gave her life to Christ. And um, so I just, that, that's a miracle. And, and she's, she texted me and she's just like, I'm done. I'm tired of drinking. I'm tired of doing these things that fail me. I'm ready to start living for God. I'm ready to start be the person that I know I've been created to be. And not saying she's, she's never going to make mistakes or she's not going to mess up, but God's going to be there to pick her back up just like he's there to pick every one of us back up. So I just want to, like, we're family, right? And when good things happen, we celebrate that. So if you guys feel comfortable, can you just extend a hand? And, Lauren, we just want to pray for you, and we just want to celebrate what God's done. She, she's already said, she's like, Ryan, I want to get baptized at your church in a couple months. So we go to the vineyard, come on, see that. But, but Father, I just thank you so much for my sister, God. And I thank you so much for how you've worked in her life, God, that you use Trevor and other people uh, just to show her how much you love her. And God, we just dedicate her life to you. We say, Father, that she is a woman after your own heart, God, that you're going to use her to change so many people's lives on the soccer field and off. And God, we just pray that you, you give her a family that walks with her, that has fun, that shows her the, life, the light of life, that life is so much more than what she used to live for. And most of all, God, remind her that you'll never give up on her and that you'll always be with her wherever she goes. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, things like that and stories like hers reminds us why we do this thing. And uh, I got saved when I was 21, uh, when I was living a life of, of partying up every weekend and just asking myself, there's got to be more. And uh, 10 years into this thing now, stories like that reminds me, man, that God is real. It's not a myth. Someone didn't make this up in this book, that he's real and he's alive. And if you open your heart to him, I promise, guys, he'll, he'll amaze you. So, um, so as we look through the book of John, I'm going to be reading from the NIV translation. And uh, I'm really excited. Each, each semester, each year at Alive, we're going to go through a gospel. 
and uh, that I can say that we can say, man, we, we went through a gospel from the Bible. And uh, again, so we're going to be speaking through the book of John. We're going to have more uh, speakers this, this semester I'm really excited about. We got some from the church. Some students and coaches are going to speak. Who knows, maybe some of you. Last semester I called Cam Viney up on a whim, and he did awesome. So who knows, be, be careful. Um, but uh, I want to read with you First um, John and uh, we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 18. So would you read, uh, would you listen to the word of the Lord with me? Let's get through this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was a life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all all might believe. He himself was not the light, but he came as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of a natural descent, nor of a human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen this glory and, and the glory of the one and the only Son who came the, from the Father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we've all received grace in, in, in the place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and the only son who is himself God and, and, and is in the closest relationship with the father has made him known. Man, I love that. There's so much in that, in that text there, and uh, I, I'm, I know there's probably, that, that's a lot to comprehend. It, it was a lot to soak in. But as I ask myself, and I was, as I've been reading this text, I was, I was at, Lord, what is the miracle? What are, what are some miracles in this text? And I feel like he showed me three miracles that I want to talk to you guys about. And the first miracle is this. Jesus left heaven to come to earth to rescue his people who didn't know they need to be rescued. He came so that they could become children of God. And we see this miracle in in verses 10 through 13. And it says this, again, he was in the world, and though the world was, was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but did not, but they did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them right to become children of God. Children not born of a natural uh, descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And guys, like, straight up, like, when we read this text, like, do we believe that we've been born from God? You know, my mom, my mom and dad were high school sweethearts. They went to college, and then I happened. I was not in their plan right? They were high school sweethearts, freshman year in college. My mom had to drop out of college. She still has never graduated from college. She gave up her dreams because she had me. 
I know I was an accident in their eyes, but do I believe that I was not an accident in God's eyes? Do I believe that he, before the creation of all the world, all of earth, planned me out, planned, had a, had a purpose for my life? That every single one of you right now are sitting here for a reason. Check this. I know I said this before, but out of all the creation of all people who have lived or will live, do we, it's crazy to think about we're the people that's in this room together. Like, straight up, you didn't choose to be you. You did not, I didn't choose to be me. You didn't choose your family. And he, check this, your family didn't even choose you. But God chose you. Man, if that's not a freaking miracle, I don't know what is. Like, again, I, we joked about it last semester, but we could have been a dog or a cat or freaking you see a, a little ant. Like, we could have been that. Like, like what, like, man, straight up, we could have been a pig or something. Like, but, man, we're, we're his children, right? And he didn't just make us, you know, so that we could have, you know, fun and, and just, like, you know, make a bunch of money and then die. He wants us to have fun. He's a God who's full of fun. But he, he, he created us so that we can make a difference in this world, that we can leave a legacy of his love that people will always be impacted and reminded by. Some of you guys, man, I just met some football players here tonight. Man, some of you guys have been blessed with godly athletic talent. Man, he's given you a, a, a field and, and a, um, a pedestal to step on to reflect him. Some of you guys are so intelligent. You know multiple languages. Some of you are from other countries and you're here. And, and God is opening doors for you and opening supernatural doors for you. And, man, that's a miracle. And what are you going to do when you have that success? How are you going to change this world? in this place, so that when your grandkids, your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids talk about you and say, man, they did this, they did this, they did this. But wow, you know what most inspires me about my grandpa? Man, he loved God, and he knew God. And that's the legacy that you leave within your whole family. Um, the, the second miracle that I want to look at comes from verse 17. And it says, Jesus came to bring grace and truth. So in the Old Testament, right, um, the, the Lord set up a law, and Moses gave the law in the Old Testament for the Israelites when they left G Egypt. And um, the law was very strict. Uh, honestly, no one could honestly really follow the law in its fullness. And that's why Jesus is so important, because Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to complete the law. He came to, to, to really... Um, Fulfill the law so that we could have freedom. But he doesn't come in condemnation. He doesn't come with a finger in your face and say, hey, you need to be better. Guess what? <laughs> Jesus is at Red Lion, and he'll meet you there if you let him. Jesus is at every area in our life that we're struggling with. And he'll meet you there, and he'll say, let me fill your heart with a love. Let me fill your heart with a hope. And then slowly and slowly, you just don't want to go to red line. You just don't want to do these things that you know continually, like, eat away at you. Because your eyes are open, you go from, like, colorblind to seeing colors. And just things that didn't matter to you start mattering. And things that matter to you don't. And he comes, and he brings grace, and he brings truth. Because the truth of the Lord, the truth of the word will set you free. And he comes with grace. Lauren's going to mess up. I've messed up. But he's going to be there. He's going to remind her. He's going to look her in the eye and say, my daughter, my little girl, I'm here for you. He's going to pick me up when I fall down. He's going to remind us who we are. He's going to remind us like a good father does 
like a good friend does. Hey, I'm for you. We, we met, you fell down. Let's learn from this and get back up. And let's go make a difference. Just like that, just like on a football you know, field, right? We have a bad play. We forget about it. We get back up and we go after it. Um, that's a miracle. He comes with grace and truth. And the truth of the Lord will set us free. The last uh, miracle, and I think really this is the one that impacted me the most as I read this scripture. Um, it comes in, in verses four through five, and it says this. He is a light that gives light to all people. He shines through the darkness, but the darkness could not overcome it. And if you think about, we all have areas that are dark in our lives. I have areas that, 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 I'm, that, that come against me. I'll be real, I struggle with anxiety, right? And, and just before alive, um, I, a little stupid thing happened, just a miscommunication. And, and I started getting like, I started getting full of anxiety and worried about tonight and worried about is things not going to go right. And, and, and then my mind just starts spinning. But in the moment, I remind myself that no matter what the darkness is, 10 years ago, it was, it was hooking up with girls and, and drinking and going to bars. And the Lord takes us on a process. And, and now it's, it's things that I didn't, didn't, don't struggle with anymore. Um, but he reminds us, no matter what the darkness is, he's shining his light into it. He says, I'm not giving up on you. And no matter what darkness is going on in our lives, Jesus is a light that sets us free. This is why we believe, friends. This is why we believe. We don't believe because a book tells us to believe. We believe because we felt his love. I talked about it last semester. I'd go to India, and I, I've been in Muslim countries, and they say, well, well, how do you know your God is real? Because they have gods, or they think they do. And I said, and they, and they, I can't just quote scripture. I can't just say because the Bible says he's real. But I said, well, have you ever experienced your God? And a lot of them, I think maybe, I don't think any of them said they have. And I said, I can tell you, man to man, person to person, that I know Jesus Christ is real is because I've experienced his love. And he's in the process of redeeming my story and changing my life. And I know he's real because I've experienced him. And friends, I promise you that if you ask him into your heart, if you ask him into those areas that are dark, if you let him shine his light in your life because he already is, you will feel him and experience him in a way that he changes you. And he makes you into the man and the daughter that he created you to be. And here's the most beautiful thing. If you're not ready for that, that's okay too. Because he will continually pursue your heart like he's pursued Lauren's. He will continually set things up like alive and people in your life. He will continually show you that he loves you more than you could ever love him. He will show you in unique and extraordinary ways. Through maybe a song coming on the radio, a friend texting you in a unique way. For me, I remember in college, the wind would blow at my face sometimes in a crazy way. I just felt like the Lord was like, even though you can't see me, I'm here. I'm with you. Remember, believe. So I guess, I guess here's the question. Do we believe in his light? Do we believe that he's more powerful than the darkness? That this whole room could be dark, but if one of those lights are lit, what are we going to see? The darkness cannot overcome the light. Will you watch this video with me?
we are told that Jesus Christ is the light. We're also told that Jesus is the Logos. We're also told that Jesus is God. And God is love. Jesus is all of these things. And he embodies his word as the word. In the beginning, the world was in darkness. And the Spirit of God hovered upon the waters. And God said, let there be light. This is a curious statement. Because we know from science that light actually permeates all things. The visible spectrum of light that the human eye can see is limited to only certain frequencies. But light goes far beyond that. Some creatures even see an infrared, such as the snake. Cats have special nightmares. Some people report seeing supernatural things that other people are not able to see. In the Bible, seers see visions. Some prophets have visions, such as Peter, vision on top of the rooftop when he saw the sheep fold down and knew that the Gentiles should be allowed into the kingdom of God. The visible spectrum of light travels only in a few frequencies, but light itself is a part of all matter. And God is light. So what this means to you and I is that indeed the light shines in darkness and the darkness doesn't comprehend it. You see, Jesus is the Word of God. And He existed before He said the words, let there be light. Jesus Christ is the light that shines even in the darkness. It permeates all of space. The light cannot be put out. Because light is more than that which we see with our eyes. It has been said before that seeing is believing. The truth of the matter is, is that believing is seeing. Jesus said, blessed are those who Believe in me and who have not seen. God is a rewarder of those who search for him. And though he may not be seen, 
be felt. Though it may appear to be dark everywhere. God's light shines. They call them like photons. All that light is is without explanation. Because that which is God cannot be explained. So I guess the question I want to encourage and I ask you is why do you believe? Because if it was easy to believe, guys, everyone would. Of course, I can believe in that music stand. I can see it. I can touch it. You guys can. But seeing isn't believing. Believing is truly seeing. And do we believe that there's more to this life than meets the human eye? And there's more to your life than you know? Do you believe that he chose you? You're not an accident. You weren't just a random mistake. But you were chosen to be a child of God. Do you believe that he came and he comes to bring grace and truth? And most of all, do you believe that right now he'll meet you in your darkness? He'll shine his light onto your heart with his love. Show you that he loves you. That you're never alone, you never will be alone, and you never have been alone. But he's here for you. I want to leave you with a challenge. We looked at three points in this passage. And I want to leave you with a challenge this week. I challenge you to actually open the Bible. I know it's crazy. Or open your iPhone app. Or heck, man, Google it. Um, and read this scripture. And ask the Lord, what areas of darkness in your life is he shining your light on? And I encourage you then, maybe one time a day for three days this week, just ask yourself, stop five minutes, go to Starbucks, whatever you're doing, I don't, zone out in class, don't tell your professors I said that, and say, God, how are you working in my life? Because I promise you guys, if you ask him, he will show you. Maybe that random friend who always bugs you to go to church or to hang out or to do something that kind of annoys you, maybe that's a, someone that God's using in your life. But when the darkness comes and we get overwhelmed, what I do, I close my eyes, I take a deep breath, and I just picture the face of Jesus. I picture his face looking at me. And I feel his presence. And I'm reminded that he's real. We're gonna have some uh, good people in the back that would love to pray with you. If any of you want prayer, um, we believe in joining together and praying for you. 
if you have anything that you're struggling with in any area of your life, or man, maybe you don't know Jesus, you don't know this light, and this is your first time here, come, take a risk, and ask someone random, ask someone probably a little weird to, to pray for you. <laughs> um, and let God touch your heart. Thanks for coming out tonight, guys. Really, this ministry is meant to be a family on Tuesdays, on the weekends, all times. And uh, we're really blessed to have each and every one of you here. I promise if you let God, he'll amaze you. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you, Jesus, that you are real. I thank you, God, that you are more than a myth and a legend and just words on a page but that you left your kingdom in heaven and you became the word and then the word became flesh and you came on this earth and you became one of us to rescue us, God. That you rescued us even when we didn't know we need rescued. And God, I pray right now for my heart and anyone else's heart who has areas that, that they're doubting and areas of, of, of I don't know if I believe. God, we say, just like that man in scripture, we believe, but help our unbelief. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to meet us. I pray that when we look in the mirror tonight, when we go home, before we go to bed or when we wake up, we, we just look into our eyes and we see a glimpse of your eyes looking back at us. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for this family. God, change our lives so this campus and this world is impacted and changed for eternity, for your glory, for your kingdom, for your majesty. Everyone you brought here tonight, God, is not here by coincidence. Thank you. In Jesus' name.